You're listening to the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Rewind Football Fantasy. Fantasy Football Rewind. My name is Tony Cicada, and we are here, week seven of the season, all completed, all good in week seven, and I gotta tell you, I'm pissed off at myself, I'm aggravated with myself, and the reason I find myself aggravated is I really, really overestimated a particular matchup. When you sit there and you analyze these things, I always tell you, never confuse the result with the decision. Because as long as you make yourself follow a list of procedures, a list of rules, a list of ways you go about doing things, there's no flaw in your game. You just have a flaw maybe in your your work. And it can be corrected. And you can go from that. And I look at tonight. Last night, I meant. Last night. And I say, oh my God, Tony. You fell into it. You fell into overanalyzation of one side of the matchup. You looked at the New England Patriots and you said, man, anyone tears them apart. And you wouldn't be wrong. Alex Smith, four touchdowns, 368 yards. Then you get the New Orleans Saints and Drew Brees. 356 yards and two touchdowns. Then comes the Houston Texans. Deshaun Watson, an NFL rookie. 301, two touchdowns. Then comes Cam Newton, the struggling Cam Newton. 316, three touchdowns. Then the Patriots and the Buccaneers. Famous Jameis Winston been struggling. 334 yards and a touchdown. How about Luke McCowan? Luke McCowan. 
right? 354 and two touchdowns. At this point, you're saying, Tony, anyone, anyone can throw for 300 yards. But that's only one half of the dynamic. You've got to break down the whole thing. You've got to look at the other side and what they've been doing. You can't jump to conclusion. No, no, no. You'll listen to Fantasy Football Rewind, and when we come back, we're getting back to the quarterback that opposed the New England Patriots, the team that can't stop anybody. Stay tuned for more from the Fantasy Football Rewind right here on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network, 24 hours a day, 7 days a week. Committed to fantasy excellence. Back after this. Did you know that you can listen to this show live on the award-winning Fantasy Sports Radio Network? Listen on the iHeartRadio app, the TuneIn Radio app, or download the Fantasy Sports Radio Network app. The Fantasy Sports Radio Network is the only totally free, 24-7, 365 Fantasy Sports Network of its kind without a subscription. Check out YouTube Live on the Fantasy Sports Network YouTube page and participate in the program in there where you can ask questions, discuss the topics with other fantasy enthusiasts, or tell everyone that you disagree. Call into your favorite show and ask your question. The number is 844-84-FNTSY. That's 844-843-6879. The Fantasy Sports Radio Network, your free fantasy source, 24 hours a day. Welcome back to Fantasy Football Rewind. My name is Tony Sincata, and we are here absolutely getting it done. It's talking about analyzing the situation with the New England Patriots in that defense as they came up Sunday night and put together a great effort against the Atlanta Falcons. Amazing effort. And yet, I thought if you were playing Daily Fantasy, that Matt Ryan was the only guy to play. Like there was no other person to play. It was crazy. Because I got too obsessed with one side of the lineup. I should have looked at what these guys were doing. Under the new offensive coordinator, Steve Sarkeesian. And Matt Ryan started out the year 321 against the Chicago Bears. A good defense. He had a one touchdown pass. Then Green Bay. Marginal defense. 252 a touchdown pass. 
Detroit Lions, 294, two touchdown passes, but three interceptions. Then, Buffalo, 242, a touchdown pass, two interceptions. The Miami Dolphins, 248, one touchdown, one interception. So in his last three games coming in, Matt Ryan had four touchdowns and six interceptions. So even though you get swayed because Josh McCown is a guy that's a journeyman quarterback with a 17-year career, and Matt Ryan was a guy that was an MVP a year ago, but two years ago he sucked, and he changed offensive coordinators then. He changed offensive coordinators this year. You know what we should have known? We should have known about Matt Ryan. We should have known this is Matt Ryan. Yes, Matt Ryan, you suck. What the hell is wrong with you? What a crappy game that was last night. Absolute insanity. Insanity. And you get the you suck chance right here on the Fantasy Football Rewind. My name is Tony Sincata. We are here every Monday through Friday from 1 a.m. to 3 a.m. Eastern, making sure you get everything where it belongs. And now we're left with the New England Patriots being the worst 5-2 team in history. Is that where we are? I think think a lot of teams would like that. I think a lot of teams would love that. How about T.Y. Hilton? T.Y. Hilton got pissed off. About the Colts. Offensive line. Here's what we got. Colts wide receiver T.Y. Hilton criticize the play of the team's offensive line group after it gave up 10 sacks in a 27 to nothing loss to the Jacksonville Jaguars on Sunday. We're winning our matchups. The O-line just has to play better, he said, when asked if it's hard for the Colts' offense to get into a rhythm with quarterback Jacoby Brissett constantly being hit. Hilton, who had only two catches for 27 yards, asked what the receiving group can do better to help Brissett. We got to take some pride up front and block for them. What if we put them back there and take those hits? We got to start up front. As far as receiving, nothing can change. We got to take some pride up front and block him. Block for him. What if we put them back there and take those hits? So he wants to throw the lineman at quarterback. And let them get killed. <laughs> I love T.Y.'s thinking. I love it. I love it. You know what this is? These comments at the end of Chuck Pagano. Chuck Pagano, you're going to be looking for a job. Once we get the O-line going and back in rhythm, we'll be fine. The 10 sacks on Sunday tied the second most given up in the Colts franchise history. I would probably say without looking at the film, it wasn't very good, Coach Chuck Pagano said. You credit Jacksonville, right? Ten sacks. You're not gonna. You're not gonna do much giving up ten sacks. It's actually the Jaguars' second game 
this season with 10 sacks or more, which is uh, the first time it's been done since the 1986 Chicago Bears. The Colts miss guard Jack Mehot, who is out for the season with a knee injury, a tackle a Denzel Good, who's on injury reserve with a wrist injury, and center Deshaun Bond, who is out for the season with a torn quad, and starting center Ryan Kelly, who didn't play second half Sunday due to a hamstring injury. Hilton's criticism of the offensive line adds to what's already been a crazy season. But the Indianapolis Colts, what is it? We're two in a row we've lost. Next week it's going to be a tough game. Hilton says we got Cincinnati, so we've got to bring it all. The same thing will happen. T.Y. Hilton, not a happy man. Mm-mm-mm. It is crazy, crazy, crazy. I'll tell you what, more and more is being made of these national anthem protests. And it's crazy what's going on here. In Jacksonville, it's become a huge issue. I was actually um, out Friday night or Saturday night, uh, one of these nights, and there were people that had these beer koozies, and they were Jacksonville Jaguars beer koozies, and they had them turned inside out. And they were long-time season ticket holders that don't go to the games anymore. So they've already paid for their tickets, yet they're not going to the games. That's how it's going. That's where we are. President Donald Trump criticized NFL players to lodge pregame progress, saying in a speech in Alabama on September 22nd, he wished those players would be released. He also encouraged fans who offended to walk out of stadiums. Several players, coaches reacted strongly to Trump on social media, and the players joined by coaches owners in some instances across the league knocked locked arms and raised fists, even refused to come out of the locker room during the national anthem in week three. There were several more protests in week four. Vice President Mike Pence left the 49ers Colts game at Lucas Oil Stadium because of protesting that took place during the anthem. Former San Fran quarterback Colin Kaepernick started the game protest, and it has been kneeling throughout the national anthem. Uh, New York Giants Olivia Vernon knelt during the National Anthem. Michael Bennett and several members of the Seahawks defensive line sat on a bench during the National Anthem against the Giants. Also sitting were Cliff Averill, Sheldon Ridgeson, Frank Clark, Marcus Smith, Quentin Jackson, Brandon Jackson, and Nazir Jones. Uh, the Los Angeles Chargers, Russell Okun, stood with the rest of his teammates during the National Anthem, raising his right fist. Okun attended a meeting with NFL owners and Commissioner Roger Goodell this week to discuss how the league will handle anthem protest. Uh, the Niners had seven players who knelt during the National Anthem. Uh, wide receiver Rashad Matthews remained in the locker room during the National Anthem. Wesley Woodward and Jarrell Casey uh, also raised their fist. Kenny Stills, Julius Thomas, Michael Thomas remained in the tunnel during the National Anthem. Robert Quinn raised his fist in the air, and punter Johnny Hacker put his arm around him as a sign of solidarity. The Colts wore black t-shirts with the words, We will stand for equality, justice, unity, and respect, dialogue, and opportunity on the back of their pregame warm-ups. Marcus Peters sat on the training table behind the bench, and linebacker Yukim Elgawe sat on the bench during the National Anthem. And the Raiders' Marshawn Lynch remained seated during the play in the National Anthem Thursday night against the Chiefs. He also uh, was a guy that um, his behavior spoke for himself. He wore a T-shirt before the team's Week 4 game that said, Everybody versus Trump. So, uh, Marshawn, solely in on that. That's a crazy, crazy world. 
crazy, crazy world we're living in. But it's definitely become a major, major thing in some cities in the United States affecting attendance in the National Football League. And uh, it's crazy with the Jaguars being 4-3. and three, They've been waiting for them to be this good for a long time. And this is what they're dealing with. Crazy situation there. You're listening to Fantasy Football Rewind. We'll come back. We'll break down some of the games. And make sure you got everything you got ready as we head into Week 8. Stay tuned for more on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. It's Fantasy Football Rewind with Tony Sincata. Winning Fantasy Sports Radio Network is your free fantasy source 24 hours a day, 365 days a year. You can catch this show and many others live on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network app, iHeartRadio, or TuneIn Radio. Want to listen on your computer at work? Go to FNTSY.com slash radio or check us out on YouTube Live on the Fantasy Sports Network YouTube page where you can ask questions, discuss topics with other fantasy enthusiasts, or tell everyone that you disagree. Call into your favorite show and ask your questions on the air. The number is 844-843-6879. The Fantasy Sports Radio Network is the only totally free, 24-7, 365 days a year fantasy sports network of its kind without a subscription. The Fantasy Sports Radio Network, your fantasy source. Welcome back to the Fantasy Football Rewind Show. My name is Tony Sakata, and we are here Monday through Friday from 1 a.m. to 3 a.m. Eastern on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. And I got to tell you, not only does Matt Ryan suck, fantasy football, I'm starting to not be a friend of yours. Hey, fantasy football. You know what? This is for you. You suck. You suck. You suck. You suck. You suck. Welcome back. It's uh, the Fantasy Sports Rewind. Fantasy Football Rewind on the Fantasy Sports Network. I guess all screwed up with the whole you suck situation. Here's why fantasy football sucks. And I shouldn't be bitching. And I shouldn't be complaining. I'm 6-0 in a league, right? And I have a shot. 7-0, sorry. 7-0. 
So I should be in the playoffs. I shouldn't be bitching. And I'm like, you know what? Two weeks in a row, Aaron Rodgers is my quarterback. So I have him out. Who do I have this week? Carson Palmer. Breaks his arm. I won two games like that. But the problem is, how many times do I have to go through this? How many quarterbacks do I have to roster? I put the best team together. And yet the quarterback situation now is something I got to deal with time and time again. Week after week after week. It's killing me. It's ruining my enjoyment of fantasy football. But I know I sound like an arrogant a-hole. Talking about an undefeated team. Going through two quarterbacks. But it is what it is. It is what it is, and of course, the week started out on Thursday night with an epic game. Derek Carr, 417 yards passing, three touchdowns, 29 for 15, 417 for Derek Carr. And of course, Marshawn Lynch get a one-game suspension, so DeAndre Washington, Jalen Richard, will both get an opportunity. Washington had a touchdown his last game, nine carries, 33 yards. Jalen Rashad had four catches, 45 yards, and ran for 31 yards. DeAndre Washington did have seven yards receiving. And then you have the Amari Cooper sighting as he came out. He dusted off the cobwebs, 210 yards and two touchdowns. I couldn't believe the post I was reading about people that didn't play him. Uh, even Mike Blewett. Mike Blewett, a host on this fantasy sports radio network. He never played him. Right? He ne- he didn't play him. Right? Ah, that's crazy to me. I'm trying to sit here and comprehend it. And here's what I'm saying. I've always done this where I am the type that if I draft someone in the second round, the third round, I got to trust my research. I got to keep putting this guy out there. And I got to tell you, I would have never done that just for what exactly what happened. Like, I couldn't live with the situation if Amari Cooper goes out there and receives for 200 yards. And I have him on my bench. That would kill me. I wouldn't sleep for days. It would really bother me. So, I don't know how people do it. Go with your studs. And I guess... The guy hadn't done for five weeks. You could say, well, he's certainly not a stud. But coming in, you thought he was a stud. Stick with him. Alex Smith, 25 for 36, three touchdown passes. Also had one rush, no yards. He usually rushes, you know, 25, 30 yards. He didn't get any rushing yards. Kareem Hunt, 18 for 87. And Hunt also added four catches for 30 yards. Continues to be a man among boys. I didn't get in the end zone today out of the big game there. Tyree Kill, six catches, 125, and a touchdown. Demarcus Robinson, five for 69. Albert Wilson had one catch for 63 yards, a tipped pass for a touchdown. Travis Kelsey, four for 33, and a touchdown. His his numbers have been low lately when you look at Travis Kelsey. Uh, but he is getting to the end zone. 
So you look at what Kelsey's done this far on the season. It hasn't been monstrous. Four catches, uh, four catches, 33 yards in the opener. Then he went, uh, sorry, that was the last game, That was, and he had the touchdown. In the opener against New England, he had uh, 40 yards on five receptions. He did not get in the end zone. Philly, he had eight catches. He had a touchdown in 103 yards. Then that L.A. Chargers game, he had the one catch for one yard. So they came back and, and get on the ball, and he had seven catches for 111 yards and a touchdown. Then he had 98 yards, then a 37 and 33. So he's had three big games, and then he's had one, two, three, four marginal games uh, where a touchdown bailed him out in the last one. Uh, so Travis Kelsey, not exactly, I would say, worthy of where we picked him at this point. But he's close enough that he can get there. I think he's close enough that he can get there. You listen to Fantasy Football Rewind right here on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. We've got to get it going on, and we've got to make sure you got everything you need. And then we've got to turn the page, man. We've got to turn the page. We've got to make sure we get ready. Week 8 coming up right here on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. And the Bills defeated the Buccaneers 30-27. to And Jameis Winston, 384, three touchdowns with that shoulder issue. Great job by Jameis Winston, the losing effort. Uh, Doug Martin had 20 carries, 49 yards. Uh, nobody else rushed there. O.J. Howard was the man, though, with two touchdowns, six receptions, 98 yards. Michael Evans had a touchdown, seven catches, 88 yards. Deshaun Jackson, five for 73. And i got to be honest, Deshaun was open the whole game. they got to do a better job in getting him the ball. Cameron Brait, 6 of 60. Doug Martin added two catches for 31 yards. Adam Humphreys, also two catches for 31 yards. For the Buffalo Bills, LaShawn McCoy, 23 carries, 91 yards, two touchdowns. Also five catches, 31 yards, so 122 yards from scrimmage. Tyrod Taylor, 268 and a touchdown. He also ran for 53 yards. That that gets you uh, another touchdown right there. Deontay Thompson, cut, cut by the Bears. Four catches, 107 yards. Nickel Larry, two for 58 there. And Zay Jones, two for 17. We've all been wondering what the heck happened to Zay Jones. That was everybody's darling. Everybody's darling. He's just not living up to what we anticipated with Zay Jones. Hey, Zay. We got to get going on. Right? Zay Jones. It's funny. In the Atlanta game, we had some uh, Matt Ryan. Says the Falcons missed on some big opportunities. No kidding. Are you serious, Matt? That's very, very conscious of you, Matt Ryan. You nailed that one. He says it just simply comes down to missed opportunities. Tom Brady says the day couldn't have been much better. Carving pumpkins with his kids in the afternoon and have his parents on the field before a win over the Falcons. The king. Tom Brady has spoken. And he says, yeah, this is the day. The day we put it all together. Come back. Let's talk a little bit more. NFL, the National Football League. Bears, Panthers up next. Don't go anywhere. You listen to Fantasy Football Rewind 
What the hell happened to the Panther? Winning Fantasy Sports Radio Network is your free fantasy source 24 hours a day, 365 days a year. You can catch this show and many others live on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network app, iHeartRadio, or TuneIn Radio. Want to listen on your computer at work? Go to FNTSY.com slash radio or check us out on YouTube Live on the Fantasy Sports Network YouTube page where you can ask questions, discuss topics with other fantasy enthusiasts, or tell everyone that you disagree. Call into your favorite show and ask your questions on the air. The number is 844-843-6879. The Fantasy Sports Radio Network is the only totally free, 24-7, 365 days a year fantasy sports network of its kind without a subscription. The Fantasy Sports Radio Network, your fantasy source. To the fantasy football rewind. My name is Tony Scott. We here breaking down. Man, Cam Newton. If you have him as the number one quarterback, maybe you want him to break his arm and collarbone. Man, the inconsistency must drive you crazy. Two hundred eleven yards, two interceptions. There's no way that you could use this guy. He did rush for fifty yards today. He didn't get it in the end zone at all. As neither did. The Carolina Panthers. I thought Devin Funches was a good play today. Four for 41. Calvin Benjamin was three for 65. Christian McCaffrey had seven carries, 10 yards. That's 1.4 yards a carry. Seven catches, 36 yards there. He ends up with 11 fantasy points. Trubinsky does nothing again. Four, four for seven. Can you imagine a National Football League quarterback going four for seven and you winning? Yeah, you'd have to win because you'd have to throw the ball if you did. Mitchell Turbinski, as far as a player this year, guess what, Mitch? This is for you, Mitch. This is the truth. You only played 13 games since college. You're in the NFL. You're way over your head. You shouldn't be on the field. Even people in two quarterback leagues, they think this. Mitch Trubinsky, you suck. 
But, hey, don't believe I don't think anyone's playing. And Jordan Howard, 21 for 65, 3.1 yards a carry. Here's the Tariq Cohen caught one ball, 70 yards. Zach Miller, 2 for 29. And Tanner Gentry, 1 for 8. It's crazy. Tariq Cohen. Like, you can't even debate anymore whether Tariq Cohen is fantasy worthy. Tariq Cohen's a running back. He had no rushes. He had one catch. So you're going to say, oh, I got seven points. No, he's not He's not worthy of putting in. All he is right now is a handcuff. That's it. That's what he is. If you tell me anything else, you're lying to yourself or you're lying to me. It's one or the other. That's the way it works. Carolina, Chicago, dismal game. Dismal game. You want to talk dismal? How about the Titans' 12 to 9 victory today? Marcus Mariota, 21 of 34, 203. Everybody liked Derrick Henry today. Well, DeMarco Murray played. He ran 18 carries, 59 yards, 3.3 yards a carry. Derrick Henry, 13 carries, 13 yards, 1 yard a carry. Henry had two catches, 11 yards, and he also had DeMarco Murray with 3 for 17. Delaney Walker was injured, but 7 catches, 63 yards. Taiwan Taylor continues uh, to be uh, relevant. 3 for 45. Rashad Marathews, 3 for 40. No touchdowns here. Zero. Four field goals. Four field goals. Ryan Suckup is the player. Cody Kessler. Came in for Deshaun Kaiser at halftime. Was 10 for 19, 121, and an interception. Deshaun Kaiser before that was 12 for 20 and two interceptions. Yikes. Isaiah Crowell, 17 for 35. Duke Johnson, 7 for 26. I can't handle it. The Cleveland Browns as a team. There's no other way around it. You suck. You suck. You suck. There you have it. I have no idea what the hell is going on right now. As we get you ready and prepared, as that was a Tennessee-Cleveland video sneaking in with some rambunctious music to uh, get you away from the poor play. Isaiah Crowell, 17 for 35. Duke Johnson, 7 for 26. David Njoku had two catches, 58 yards. Duke Johnson got you 45 yards passing, receiving, sorry. And six catches there. Isaiah Crowell, 4 for 36 as well. Then Seth Devolve, 2 for 27. Ricardo Lewis, 3 for 21. And Rashad Higgins, 1 catch for 11. This is Kenny Britt played too. He was 2 for 27. It was crazy. Crazy. How bad that game was. That game was absolutely brutal. Brutal. Saints, 26. Packers, 17. Drew Brees, 331. 331 for Drew Brees. Nice. 
He only had one touchdown pass, two interceptions. Ingram, 22 carries, 105, really putting it together on a run now. And a touchdown. Alvin Kamara, 9 for 57. Kamara also caught five balls for 50. So that's a 15-point game for people for Alvin Kamara in PPR leagues. And you looked at Mark Ingram. He only had he had four catches for five yards. So he ended up getting you um, 17, 22 fantasy points today. So another day there. Uh, Michael Thomas had seven catches for 82 yards. He's been slow. And Ted Ginn puts together another big game. Seven for 141. But you wonder how... Uh, it's going to be impacted when he have Willie Sneed come back. That's going to hurt. Now, Jesus, this Green Bay offense. I didn't play Aaron Jones today. I didn't play Aaron Jones. And I could have used him. That was a bad move by me. Me. Tony Sincotta. This is for you, Tony. You suck. You suck. You suck. Welcome back to the Fantasy Football Rewind. We're celebrating WWE TLC's table lettuce and cheers and the return of Kurt Angle, uh, who they made that You Suck chant possible for. And now we're uh, reliving it through our fantasy football demise. You suck. <laughs> Martellus Bennett had two catches, 17 yards. Randall Cobb, two for 15. Jordy Nelson, one for 13. I thought for sure Jordy Nelson would have a good game. I thought for sure that they would let Brett Hundley throw the ball a little. Hundley had 44 rushing yards, which is good. He had a touchdown run. 12 for 20 for 7, 87 yards. Jordy Nelson got eight targets in the last game. He only had four in this game. Had one catch for 13 yards. The highest yardage of any receiver was two for 17. That's not going to cut it, man. I, you know, all you Brett Hundley talkers, he's got to do better than that. And I'm not sure he is going to. I'm not sure he's going to do it. How about this? Jacksonville Jaguars, 27. The Colts didn't show up. Zero. Blake Bortles at 280 at the half. 18 for 26, 330, and a touchdown. T.J. Yeldon had a 9 for 122, including a 58-yard touchdown run. Chris Ivory, 17 for 47, and a touchdown. He fumbled also. Alan Hearns, 5 for 101. Marquise Lee, 4 for 72. Keelan Cole, 2 for 64. Mercedes Lewis back for the touchdown and 2 for 29 uh, there. Indianapolis, Jacoby's Brissett was sacked 10 times in this game. I was... Uh, Thought Frank Gore would be a guy that you could use as a sleeper this week. He only had 9 for 34, and he didn't catch any passes. Marlon Mack had 5 for 26, but he did catch 4 for 40, uh, which gave him 10 fantasy points this week. Jacoby Brissett ran for 300 yards. He rushed uh, through for 200, uh, so he got just 7 fantasy points. Dante Moncrief, 2 for 30. T.Y. Hilton was bitching and complaining about the line, and he was 2 for 27. Chester Rogers, 2 for 21. Quan Bray. Two for 17. Kamara Aiken, two for eight. 
Dante Moncrief had four targets. D.Y. Hilton had eight targets. Jack Doyle continues to get a lot of targets from uh, from uh, Jacoby Brissett, and he had seven targets in this contest. Next game on the agenda was in England. England, L.A. Rams, 33. 33 to nothing. Carson Palmer broke the arm, could be out for the season. 10 for 18, 122 for Palmer before he went out. Drew Stanton had 62 yards passing on five uh, receptions. And, geez, Adrian Peterson, 11 carries, 21 yards. Yikes. He had one catch, 12 yards. Jaron Brown, 2 for 37. J.J. Nelson, 2 for 35. Larry Fitzgerald, 3 for 29. Uh, With Drew Stanton, this offense is going to get tougher, tougher to rely on. And the Adrian Peterson thing is definitely alarming for all you Peterson owners that spent your fab money. Todd Gurley, 22 for 106 and a touchdown. Malcolm Brown also had 11 carries, 48 yards. Robert Woods, 5 catches, 59 yards. Cooper Cup, nice game for him. 4 for 51, a touchdown. He dropped a couple balls. He was targeted 10 times, though. Todd Gurley had 8 targets, also 4 for 48. Gurley's never going to have a bad game because he gets so much passing activity. Sammy Watkins, 3 for 42. Tavon Austin, 2 for 15. Tyler Higby, 3 for 13. Jared Goff uh, was 22 for 37, 235 yards with a touchdown and an interception. You're listening to Fantasy Football Rewind on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Take a quick break, and we'll be back with more right here on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Tony Sincata getting excited on Fantasy Football Rewind. If you want to win at Fantasy Sports, wouldn't you listen to people who have already won at Fantasy Sports? I'm here to tell you about DailyRoto.com. Don't be intimidated by the Draft Kings and FanDuel Sharks, even the Fantasy Draft Sharks. The guys at DailyRoto.com have not only won a million dollars amongst one of the writers, but they've created three others. That's four people who have won millionaire contests from this content alone. Don't be fooled by screenshots talking about $25,000 winners from other places. Go to DailyRoto.com where they have a proven track record of creating millionaires. DailyRoto.com. Tell them Greg Sussman say you. Welcome back to Fantasy Football Rewind. My name is Tony Cicada. Jared Goff is just not a guy you can count on each week. He just does not throw enough passes, doesn't get the ball down the field. Uh, that is going to rack up enough fantasy numbers to service you when it comes to being a fantasy option. It's just not going to work with Goff. I got him on a team. Uh, I'm going to have to go elsewhere. Josh McCown, 17 for 27, 209, three touchdowns and an interception. Bilal Powell, 9 for 43. He also had two catches, 40 yards. Matt Forte, 7 for 41, 5 for 41. He looked good. 
I had a key fumble in that game, too. Elijah McGuire, three for seven. Josh McCown ran three times for one. Jermaine Curse, one catch, 29 yards, and a touchdown. Robbie Anderson, three for 35, a touchdown. And uh, he took a seat in the luxury box there as a part of his celebration. Austin Sverin Jenkins, three for 21, and another touchdown. Squish the fish. Jay Cutler was lost. Matt Moore came in, 13 for 21, two touchdowns, and an interception. Jay, before we left, was 16 for 16, 12 for 16, two touchdowns, and an interception. Uh, be interested to see. Matt Moore could be the guy going forward. And I'll tell you, it's interesting because. He was a guy that played well in the playoffs, but then they had no consideration there, and they played a Thursday night game. So it looks like Jay Cutler is going to have a tough time getting back for that one. So you'll get one more week of Matt Moore. And I don't think it's a downgrade to those wide receivers uh, there. Javis Landley, 7 for 93 and a touchdown. Kenny Stills, 2 touchdowns, 6 for 85. Anthony Fasano had a touchdown as well. Besides the three catches, 25 yards for the tight end. As we get you ready, ramping, and ready to go on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network, you listen to Fantasy Football Rewind, which you can get Monday through Friday at 1 a.m. Eastern to 3 a.m. Eastern, right here on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Come back, we'll make some more fantasy magic. And if people suck, tonight's the night to call them out. No more sucking. That's right. Stay tuned for more of Fantasy Football Rewind on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. (laughs) 